You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Ready, set, hook! Oh, and the 105th Grey Cup is in the books. It's Travis Curra by myself. It is, let me see, 1247 Eastern. I am back in the hotel, had a couple pints at the pub after the Grey Cup. I think I'm finally all warmed up, but man, what a Grey Cup. First of all, the the festival committee, big shout out to them because, man, I, I got to tell you, uh, I'm it's Sunday. I've been in Ottawa since Thursday. I actually had a buddy here pick me up from the airport. Other than that, I have spent zero dollars on transportation, and that was a big thing and a big worry for me coming into this Grey Cup, and you know what? It was just absolutely uh, amazing, and you, you always hope that the big game can almost live up to the festivities beforehand. OSEG here in Ottawa, the people of Ottawa have a great organization, a great ownership group on their side for this. But now the Toronto Argonauts are Grey Cup champions. 27-24. Ricky Ray orchestrates another game-winning drive. Now, he did it last week against the Riders. He did it again in this one. The fascinating thing is that, you know, seven months ago, whatever it is, we're sitting here thinking that Ricky Ray is done. He will not be able to do what he did this season, but he did that and more. Just I- incredible. Yes, <laughs> I have been sick since Wednesday. I am shocked. I still have a voice. I will say I did pace myself a little bit on this festival than ever before, and <laughs> it's definitely paid off. I still have a little bit of energy, but the adrenaline, it, it all warmed me up at the end of that game. Absolutely incredible. I walked into the stadium. And uh, I ended up running into some Ottawa fans that I know and started chatting with them. And this is probably it's still over an hour before game time. And then the snow started coming. And I'm thinking, oh, no, what is this going to be like? Is this going to be another snowball? And it basically was. The crews here at TD Place put so much work into clearing that field off. It was insane what they were doing. The tractors, the trucks were going nonstop. And you know what? I was kind of worried that it would affect the game and the way it was played. And I guess it did a little bit. There were a couple times where the, the ball was bobbled and there were a few drops here and there. But overall, especially in the second half, it was some great football. Ricky Ray, the first quarterback to start and win himself four Grey Cups. Of course, two with Edmonton, two with Toronto. It was his fifth Grey Cup game. Now, Bo, on the other hand, one and two in Grey Cups. And we do... Remember, maybe this is a key point. The one that he won was in Vancouver, under the roof. And I wonder if that is going to be a storyline that is going to follow Bo Levi for the rest of his career. He is, yes, a very young guy. He will play in more Grey Cups. And overall, Bo had an awesome game, 33 of 45, 373 yards, the two touchdowns, and the interception at the end of the game. But Ricky Ray, and you know what? He did look, you know, he looked great. And he he, he was great when he had to be, 
But the numbers are a bit pedestrian, 19 of 32, 297 yards, but that does include a 100-yard touchdown to the Grey Cup MVP, Devere Posey. That opened the second quarter, and if you're a defensive back and you're keeping stats of that, Tommy Campbell, that was the first touchdown that a receiver he was covering had all season long. It came at the worst possible time. It is refreshing a little bit that Devere Posey gets named the MVP because normally, you know, it, it does go to the quarterback, but Posey totally deserved it in this one. He had 175 yards, seven catches, and yes, that big touchdown. I wouldn't really have complained if it did go to Ricky Ray because he did orchestrate that final game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. Jerome Messam had himself a game, and he was the most outstanding Canadian of the Grey Cup. He had 62 yards, a rushing touchdown. He had six receiving yards and a touchdown there as well. Declan Cross would have been a good, uh, I think, option for this as well. He did have 36 yards, including both two-point conversions. He did get into the offense more and more for this Toronto team, especially when... Anthony Coombs went down. They started throwing the ball to Declan Cross, and you know what? He <laughs> was involved, and he had some big plays in this one at all. And yeah, you know, a Brazilian tie made the point. He's he's sleeping. He's got to work bright and early. I'm going to Montreal bright and early tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. But uh, the losing team getting the award winners, that usually does not happen. So I was a bit surprised that Messam got it. But you know what? Uh, I, I think... Who cares if he lost? If he's the best Canadian in the game, he's the best Canadian in the game. Now, I, I think looking into this one, we were both focusing on the defensive lines and the Calgary front absolutely shut down James Wilder Jr. 13 yards on nine carries. He did have the touchdown. As he was going down, he reached out the arm. That was a big touchdown for the Argos, Calgary had two receivers with over 100 yards. Kamar Jordan and Devaris Daniels, 117 and 113 yards respectively. 230 yards between the two, but Kamar Jordan did have the costly fumble. The ball was turned over twice in this game, both by the Stampeders. That means the Argos still undefeated 7-0 and on the season when winning the turnover battle. It was a key in this one. And with the snow, you needed to take care of that football. The Stamps were unable to do it, and at the worst possible times. The O-lines did actually look okay in this one. Bo Levi was sacked twice. Ricky Ray only sacked... The once in this one, there were a couple times, there was a play in the second half when Bo was on his way down, made an incredible throw, and basically had the first down. And <laughs> these two quarterbacks were just getting the ball out of there as fast as they could, but <laughs> it was enough to force pressures here and there. They, they were feeling the heat a little bit, but not enough to uh, make them make all that many mistakes. The Toronto defense did force two fumbles in this one. They only did recover uh, the two of them. Now, <laughs> the the Toronto getting stalled in the red zone was, I think, a, a, an issue for them a little bit during the season. They only made it to that red zone once and scored 
on that one visit. That was massive. But the, the, the thing here is the two big plays, the fumble return. That in the fourth quarter was absolutely crazy. We will get to that one because the the way that went was it's a Grey Cup classic. And I think we'll remember this game as a classic because maybe it was the setting. You know, the, the TD place was jam-packed. Uh, the festival was great leading up to it. It was snowing. It was cold. And these teams still ended up putting on a show with that one. Uh, Calgary did open the game very, very well. And it looked like they were on a mission. I know they were talking about their destiny. They were talking about, you know what? They had learned the lessons from last year against Ottawa, and I really don't think that they took Toronto lightly. They couldn't afford to take Toronto lightly. This team has been on a roll, and they have been a completely different team after Labor Day. This is not the same team that was on the field in June. And props to Jim Pop and Mark Tressman for continuing to make the changes, for bringing the guys in that they could. And you know what? They might even be better next year. We'll see what happens at quarterback I have to think that Ricky Ray will retire. The rumor going around was that the Argos are going to make a run at Zach Caleros, and he will back up Ricky Ray in this one. We will see what happens with that. But it was the opening drive, uh, or they opened up the scoring, the Stampeders did, eight plays, 75 yards. It was to Kamar Jordan. They went for the two-point convert. It didn't work. Two plays later, it's Devere Posey, the 100-yard touchdown catch, a Grey Cup record. Yes, maybe give him the MOP for setting a Grey Cup record in that one. And then Calgary comes back, seven plays, 67 yards, the Messam touchdown, and we go into halftime 17-8 to eight in this one. You know what? I think that... Shania Twain actually put on a good show <laughs> when, you know, at the end of the second quarter, I was cold. And once the halftime clock showed there's 29 minutes remaining before the third quarter, I'm thinking, this is not good. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the, the rest of this game. So stood up, did the dance, and kept, kept myself warm all game long. For the rest of it, I actually did okay. But good, go- good job to uh, Shania Twain in that one. Now, it was the second half that Ricky Ray comes down the field, eight plays, 71 yards. It took four and a half minutes off the clock. The hard-fought James Wilder Jr. touchdown run in this one, and then Declan Cross gets the two-point convert. It is 17-16 Calgary. The very next drive, Calgary answers back. Nine plays, 88 yards, a Messam touchdown here, 24-16. So it was this point where Calgary was in control. And if it weren't for really big plays, the Posey touchdown, the Argos would not really be in this game. And then the game really tightened up. It was tight. It was really close, and nothing would happen in this game until Kamar Jordan fumbles the ball at his own one, and Cassius Vaughn returns it all the way for the touchdown. Now, it's kind of sad to see Markway McDaniel of the Stampeders threw Jordan under the bus 
in the locker room on TSN. This this is insane. This should not be happening, I think, from a veteran guy. And Bo Levi has owned up to it. He has been the leader in this situation. And honestly, I've expected more from Mark Way McDaniel. I know it is hard to lose two great cups in a row. That asked the Hamilton Tiger Cats and their fans. They did it. In 2013, in 2014, 2014 was a tough one. They were one penalty away from winning that one. And speaking of penalties, the Argos, there were some, I think, some ticky-tack calls against them a little bit in this one. But Mark Tressman wasted, wasted his challenge early in the first half, uh, challenging an illegal contact, and he ended up, succeeding on it but they go to and out after that anyway and it turned into nothing i just thought that was a bizarre decision by mark tressman i guess it you know it all works out in the end so what do i really know so (laughs) on the fumble declan cross again the two-point convert ties the game at 24 then toronto gets a stop after that forces a rob maver punt and ricky ray does what Ricky Ray does. Eight plays, 45 yards, marches the team into field goal territory. Now, here's the situation. It is about second and eight. There's 55 seconds left. I thought that the Argos should have ran the ball one more time. Then, you know, taking the the clock down another 20 seconds, the Stampeders get the ball back with, you know, 30 seconds to go. But, no, they, they threw it. And it went incomplete. So Liram Haralahu kicks a 32-yard field goal. The Argos lead 27-24 late in the fourth quarter. And then Bo Levi. Wow. (laughs) He has a big play. He takes the ball deep into Toronto territory. And this is the situation. Last week, we're talking about the Eskimos. I think this was a bad call. Maybe it was a bad decision from Bo Levi Mitchell. It is second and four, the Toronto 24-yard line. Instead of, you know, just taking the four yards or running the ball, kicking the field goal, going to overtime, Bo Levi tosses one up, intended for Mark and Michelle, into double coverage in the end zone, Canadian Matt Black picks it off. This is a guy that was cut and ended up being brought back and becomes the Grey Cup hero for the Toronto Argonauts. Hey, maybe he could have been the most outstanding Canadian in this one. What a game. But does Bo Levi, should he have thrown it into double coverage? No. You shouldn't do that in a regular season game. But it was made... And the Toronto defense, at times, just looked like they couldn't stop Calgary. They, they were doing whatever they wanted. And they, did, they made the play when they had to. Much like Ottawa last year, they made the plays when they had to. Now, Ricky Ray has got his four great cups. This is very interesting. No Calgary Stampeder quarterback has won more than one great cup as a starter. Bo Levi, that continues, but he is very young still. 58, 10, and 2 is his regular season record. His playoff record, 5 and 3 with the Grey Cup, 1 
and two. The 105th Grey Cup is in the books from Ottawa. What a game. 27-24. The Argonauts are champions. And no, keep the season the way it is. Playing in the snow was a pile of fun. I'm going to continue to have fun on my holidays. I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you enjoyed sticking with us all season long. And I hope if you were in Ottawa, you had a blast. This is a great city. And they have found out. They figured out how to get young people to the games, get the young people to the parties, get the locals, get the young people to embrace the Grey Cup Festival. This is a new era, I think, in the Grey Cup, and they have set the bar for the future. Edmonton in 2018, I have full faith because 2010 was one of the greatest that I've been to. I will be in Edmonton, too. Have yourself a wonderful night, a wonderful week. To and out. We'll talk to you soon. Travis Curra and Brazilian Tide. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.